0: Welcome to the Sunday Sermon Podcast. My name is Paul Etterling. I am the lead pastor of the Westerville Free Will Baptist Church. We would appreciate it if you would like, share, comment, and rate this podcast. You can also subscribe to our podcast from the platform you use to listen to podcasts. This will help our podcast become more discoverable in the podcast universe. If you would like to know more about our church, we invite you to visit us on the web at westervillechurch.org. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Now let's join today's
1: sermon. This morning, I just want to take some time, uh, if you'll allow me, uh, to do some reminiscing. I know that uh, in our lives, there is uh, times that we look back on to certain things that we do. And in those certain things that we do, um, we reminisce about the good times of life. And I can remember uh, multiple times taking my children to uh, different places uh, to let them see where I went to school, uh, so much so that they got gotten tired of it. But this morning I want to reminisce uh, about a Saturdays when I was a kid. And I can remember three C's uh, on Saturday. One was the fact that we had cereal, right? Got up that morning and would have a good bowl of cereal uh, sitting in front of me. The second was cartoons love my cartoons, and the third was cleaning. Some of you would say that's kind of weird that you'd have cleaning, but you don't know my mother. So um, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, probably a lot of the cleaning that we did more than we did the cartoons. But anyway, we'll suppress those thoughts today. But I do want to concentrate on a certain cartoon. Uh, this cartoon uh, that uh, I remember watching was uh, was just so exciting. Uh, it had a, a action, it had uh, power. It had the fighting of good and evil and being able to overcome uh, the evil with, uh, with good. And it had certain characters and uh, I can remember watching that uh, and just getting so excited for that one moment. The moment that the individual that was overcoming uh, the enemy and uh, would raise his arm up and say, I have all power. And, uh, what he would do is that this, uh, evil, uh, which was Skeletor, and by now most of you probably know, uh, the cartoon, but Skeletor was trying to overcome the kingdom. And every time that he would try to overcome, this man that would claim that he had all the power would be uh, receiving a supernatural power that would be given to him, and he would receive it through his sword. And that sword, he would not only receive power for of himself, but he would also have this trusty lion, this tiger that was on his side. And he would become this supernatural beast, this 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 tiger, ferocious lion, and that lion would have a, uh, a saddle and he would actually get on that lion and he would have that sword and they would begin to go and fight into the battle of Skeletor and most of the time, just about all the time, he would be successful and that power was given to him. And uh, in that power, he was able to overcome and to subdue the enemies that were before him. And just like Skeletor, that enemy around us today is Satan, and he has done everything he can to try to destroy us. And we need the power to overcome. But one of the things that He-Man, if you haven't already figured it out, He-Man had the ability to overcome, but there was times in his life that he would exude that power at times and overexert himself. And when he did, he resorted back to the old nature. What he would become was the man that he was before he received that power. And I find it funny that as he resorted back to the old nature, that he lost that power. Now, he didn't die. And, uh, you know, you never want to have a cartoon character die off, right? Because you have multiple series. But what he did was turn back to just the regular person that he was before. I don't know if you know this or not, but I find it funny that his name was Adam. His name was Adam. And, and it's, it's funny to think about how we individuals... When we lose the power of God in our life, right? when we walk away from that power or to those that are watching this morning, maybe you've never uh, been able to experience the power of God, that when you lose or not accepted the power that you find yourself back as Adam, just a regular individual with no power to overcome yourself. And I know that we try to to do things to overcome in life uh, in so many ways, um, we try to do it through good gifts, doing good deeds. But listen, the only true power that will sustain you through life is the power of Jesus Christ. He is the only power. And so when he resorted back to his own man, I want you to notice a verse I want to share with you this morning of Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all have sinned. The Bible is clear that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Each one of us that are listening today, even myself, we find ourselves with a lack of power. We need the power of Jesus Christ, the power that we celebrate today, the power of His resurrection over death, hell, and the grave. We need that power. And we are often uh, find ourselves resorting back to the old nature who we once were. And maybe today, those that are listening, maybe you don't have the the power of Jesus Christ. You've never experienced it. I want to be able to share with you a, a, a verse of Scripture uh, that comes from John chapter 1. And uh, one of the things I want you to, to note as we look at this one passage of Scripture is the, the background behind John uh, writing about Jesus. You see, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, what you find is three um, letters that were written or uh, uh, their take of what Jesus actually did. And so what John does, instead of saying the things that Jesus did in the Synoptic Gospels, John comes from the side of what Jesus is, who he is as an individual. And so what that means to us is that what he has done in his life has now been given us the power to overcome. And so in John chapter 1 and verse 12, and there's multiple verses here that I would encourage you to read at your own time, but in verse 12 I want to highlight this one verse. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God. You'll notice for those that are reading along, I am reading now the ESV. One of the words that is translated there from the King James is that word right, which they have mentioned about a power, that he has given them power to become the sons of God. There's four points that I want to present to you this morning, that you can claim this verse for yourself. For four points, and I'll give them briefly to you. One, accepting. Two, authority. Three, ability. And the fourth one that we want to look to is the adoption. Notice what he says in verse 12 at the beginning. He says, but to all who did receive him and who believed in his name, I want you to look into the words, that the word receive and believe. This speaks of an active word and denotes to continue accepting him as Lord. It's not a stagnant word. It is an active. It is a verb. It is alive. And what he's saying here is that those that will actively pursue him and accept him as Lord and King, to them he gives them the gift of salvation. Receiving this free gift of salvation and living it, living in it by continuing to trust in him each and every day if you really want to receive the power that uh, exudes uh, what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, if you want to share in the power of becoming a child of God, the first thing that we must do is we must to accept Him. Notice what happens in the first previous verses uh, when those that did not accept Him. Notice what it says, verse 10. He says, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own and His own people, what? did not receive him. And how 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 sorrowful that word is, that that Christ came to some. Matter of fact, Christ came to all. And that there's some out there today that choose not to accept him as the king of their life, and they will walk around in this world defeated because they have chosen not to accept the power that has been given to them. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, see that word accepting is the word believing, trusting, and it all goes together, that they fully trust and rely their salvation on Jesus Christ. And he says, whoever believes in him should not perish, but what? Have eternal life. Life everlasting. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift or the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, The the gift that has been given to you, I know that there's many here uh, that are watching this morning that has been given a gift. You have received re-gifts in your life. But you know that if you don't accept those gifts and actively open those gifts up and to enjoy those gifts, those gifts are not much more than just a paperweight that you have sitting on your corner, and Jesus Christ is the same thing. He wants to give you the power. He wants to give you that, that that gift to you, but you must receive it. You must accept that gift, and when you open that gift, man, the blessings that come from that gift surpasses the things that I have time to talk about this morning. And so, I, my prayer for you today is that you will accept that gift. I love what he says in Ephesians chapter two and verse eight. He says, "For by grace." are you are you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it is the gift of god god has given you a precious gift and he has given you himself and he has placed before you this gift of salvation but it's up to you to accept that gift it's up to you to receive that gift for yourself if you don't receive it you'll be mind be like most a lot of the people in this world that are lost, that are hurting, that that are seeking, that that are, are in this uh, crisis that we're in and just have their heads down, and they don't have the hope of eternal life. My prayer to you is that as we look to this verse uh, this morning, is that the first thing that you do is that you accept Jesus Christ. And by accepting Him, you're acknowledging Him as the King of the universe and accepting what He has that He wants to offer you Today. The next thing I want to look at in this verse is what he says, um, uh, as you're going through here, he says he, he gave the right to become. This word right in some um, translations uh, goes back to the word power. This word power represents two words that I think are very important as we look to the context of this scripture. The first thing that he mentions is the authority. The power that he has that he's displaying here is that that God has given us the authority. You know the question I have for you, how is God able to give us the authority to overcome? Well it's simply put that he has all authority. Matter of fact in Matthew chapter 28 he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and the earth. He says power but he's saying authority. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. He has all authority. And because of that authority that he holds, he now is able to give that authority to us so that we can also become the children of God. That authority that he has given us, we see in in several things. One, we see his authority displayed in his creation. In John chapter 1 verse 3, if you look on up there, he says, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. Look at the creation around you this morning. Listen to the birds that are chirping, the newness of life as we see represented in the greenness of the grass, the, 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 the trees that are budding, the, the, the flowers that are popping up out of, the, out of the ground. We see God's handiwork and His authority in creation. We not only see His authority in the making of that creation, but we also see it in the power that He displayed throughout Scripture of times where He would calm the seas. God shows His authority through creation. Not only does God see or show His authority through creation, but God also shows His authority in His command. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact what imprint of His nature and upholds the universe by the word of His power. His command, we find His authority. He spoke, as we talked about just a minute ago, the creation. He spoke the world into existence. Listen, just the words that He speaks shows the authority that He possesses over this world. Not only do we see his authority in his command, but we also see his authority in his containment. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 27, it says, and they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. There was a a time where the unclean spirits would have to come and submit. If you remember, in Scripture, when it talked about the swines right, and the and the demons that were in the swine or in the man legion, and as he casted those demons into the swine and they ran over the cliff, listen, God has the authority in your life that no matter what demon that you might face, and I'm not talking about these supernatural demons that uh, of Satan's uh, 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 army that maybe be indwelled in your life. I'm talking about demons that you face each and every day of your life. The things that you come in contact with, the demons of trying to overcome your financial burdens, a demon of, of fear and anxiety, those things that seem to oppress us at times, God has the authority to cast those out. And He displays it in His containment. His authority is also in His clean, cleansing. I want to take time to turn to Mark chapter 10, and I want to read you a couple of the verses here in verse 23 and verse 27. Mark chapter 10 verse 23-27. I didn't mention this before, but I hope that you are following along this morning and uh, that you are uh, remaining interactive with us as we look through the scriptures this morning. But in Mark chapter 10 verse 23 through 27, notice what he says. We see this power, or his authority given to us through the cleansing. Verse 23, and it says, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for, easier for a camel to go through the eye of an needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to them, Then who can be saved? They just didn't understand who, who had the authority. If it was that hard, how in the world were they going to be saved? In verse 27, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. You see, God even has the authority over the cleansing of your own life today. He is able to do supernatural things in your life to overcome your greatest defeat in your enemy. And that leads me over to the last one. I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, and most of us know this. It's a great passage of Scripture. It's why we can celebrate today um, and the fact that Jesus uh, overcame death on the grave. But the last point that I want to bring to your attention is that his authority is displayed in the crushing of sin. And I, I want you to understand the literal take that we find in Isaiah chapter 53, that Jesus was willing to be crushed for you and I to defeat sin in our life. Notice what he says in verse 10 of chapter 53. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He, was put him, he has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He has crushed sin in our life because of Him able to overcome death, hell, and the grave. He took the sins of the whole world. That's why we celebrate today is the fact that Jesus Christ overcame death, hell, and the grave and He literally took your sins and He crushed them with His own life. He was willing to suppress His own life with the sins of the world so that you and I could have the freedom of our salvation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Verses 54 through 57, he didn't just stay crushed, amen? That's why we celebrate today. It's the Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ has the authority over His not only his own life, but also your life today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 54 through 57, it says this, When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us, what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Do you understand that? that Jesus has the authority over death, hell, and the grave. Those that we know, that we've loved, that we've lost this past year. We have some in our church that have lost their wives. We have had some in our church that, that lost their husbands and their uh, their grandpa and their uh, their father. We've had people in this past year that have lost so many people uh, and do because of sin and what the effects of sin in its entirety, and that death came on them. But because of what Jesus did on the cross and because He resurrected on that day, the day that we celebrate today, then they have hope in Christ. And they don't have to worry about the authority of death in their life any longer because God displays His authority. Not only do we see those things about His authority, but we also see that He has the ability. He has the ability. That, that word that we look to have the right not only displays or dis, um, gives us the understanding that He has the authority, but He also gives us the ability. He gives us the uh, the ability to to move in that relationship with him in First Peter chapter one verses three through 8, 1 Peter chapter one verses three through eight this is what he says blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ according to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection what of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled unfading kept in heaven for you. For you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been greed for various trials, so that the testing, right, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes through, though it be tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at what? The revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Listen, God is going to give us the ability to overcome ourselves and to continue in that relationship with you. Continue in that relationship that will get you to the end. The Bible says those that continue to the end shall be saved. He also tells us in other Scripture that He is going to complete the work that He has started in your life. It, it, it's not your own ability. You can't do it on your own. But if you trust in Christ and His power, the authority and ability that He has given to you by and through, as we've seen displayed through the cross of Calvary, through the, the, the overcoming the grave and the resurrection, you also can share in the same place power that he has given to you, the authority and the ability. The last thing that I want to bring to your attention this morning is what we receive because of that. Notice he says in verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in him, that is accepting, he gave them the right or the authority and the ability to what? To become children of God. God has given us the ability to become his children. God has allowed us to be adopted into the family of God. He has given us the ability to cast off the people that we used to be, the old man, the old creation. And God has given us Ability to be adopted or grafted into the kingmanship. We are a part of the family of God. We're no longer an outcast. We're no longer an orphan, as song would relate to. We are a child of the king. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, And I will be a father to you. When I was a younger man, I can remember uh, my dad was a good man in so many ways. But there was a time that he left. There was a time that he decided to to leave and to be with another woman, and it just crushed our family. And I'm sure that you know God made restitution, and there were things he ended up coming and giving his life to the Lord later on, but it, it destroyed us. And there was a time that he wasn't what I considered as a father. But I can tell you that the father of heaven and of earth is a father that will never leave you. He will always be there. You can have confidence in it that no matter the darkest of days, no matter if you're questioned question of whether you'll get your last meal, you don't know if you where your finances are coming the next moment, even in the midst of a house fire, I can tell you that the God of Father will not leave you comfortless, but he will be with you all the way. And he says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be as sons and daughters to me, says the Lord. Almighty. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Aren't you thankful that on a resurrection morning that you share in the same resurrection because you are the child of a King? Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 and 5, it says, but when the fullness of time had come, what did God do? God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption of sons. We are adopted into the family of God. You know, I'm so thankful that I also was able to receive that adoption. If you have, again, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8. I know I've got you moving all over this morning, but I want you to be interactive with me, and I want you to look what the Word is telling us. Not what just Pastor Mike is saying, but what God's Word is speaking to us. Notice what he says in Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 17. It says, "...for all who are led by the Spirit of God..." are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, what? Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, guess what? Then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we might also be glorified with Him. Man, what a great promise that we have that if we will trust in Him, that we too can share in the same heirship that He has provided for others in times past. Listen, this morning, I don't know where you stand in your relationship with Christ, but I want you to realize what He's saying in John chapter 1, that if we will receive Him, that means that we will accept Him as our Lord and Savior, and we will allow His power, right? That He will give us the power, rather, to, to, to be able to accept or to become the sons of God. He will give us the authority because authority has been given to Him, and He will then give us the ability to overcome ourselves so that we can become the children of God and be adopted into His family. I know, uh, notice in verse uh, 13 and 14, as you we finish up this morning, it says in verse 13, He goes on to say that we become the children of God in 12. And in 13, he says, "...who were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word what became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, what full of grace and truth." The truth is, is that Jesus Christ not only died in your place today and tucked the sins of the whole world but He also resurrected and He is sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for those that will receive Him. Unfortunately, there's probably some this morning that are listening in that has never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. How sad it is that a loving God has given us the greatest gift and that He's presented to you this morning on Resurrection Sunday and He is asking you, what are you going to do with the gift today? Are you going to receive it or are you going to reject it? Romans 10, 9, and 10 tells us of a great promise that if we will uh, confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's great uh, promise in that. But in verse 9 and 10 it says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And notice what he says in verse 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Listen, Jesus Christ wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to receive Him. He wants you to accept Him. He wants you to know that He has all authority and that authority and ability has been given to you, that if you will accept Him as your Lord and Savior, that He will allow you to be adopted into the family of God. There's no greater promise than He has given to that. Just as we look back to the story of He-Man, and as he said, all power, I have all power, Listen to you, I, I can tell you today that because of what Christ did, that I don't have to run short of that power. That any time that I, I, uh, uh, in my life that I have all power. Why? It's because all power has been given to the Father. And that same power has been given to me. My prayer for you today is that if you're living your life powerless, that you don't look into superficial, supernatural yourself or things of this world, but that you look to the power of God. And that power that is displayed and seen through the resurrection of Christ is the same power that wants to be with you today. Even in your own home, you can cry out to the Lord, and if you will receive him, he will no wise cast you away. Today is the day of salvation. May God bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for your word as it's spoken to our hearts. God, I pray that we don't resort back as he-man did to our own life and become that Adam where we weren't able to overcome death, hell, and the grave. But God, I pray that as many as received you, to you, gave the power to become the sons of God. We claim that promise today. If there be someone that's listening that has never accepted you as their Lord and Savior, God, I pray that today that they'll receive you unto themselves. Lord, we are thankful for the promise that, behold, you stand at the door and knock. and We pray that someone will open up and receive you unto themselves, that you will be their God and they will be received into the family of God. We love you today. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. May God bless you.
0: Thank you once again for downloading this edition of the podcast. If you would be so kind to take a moment to like, share, rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. This will help us become more discoverable in the podcast universe. Until next week, have a great week.